Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We live in a time when evangelical right-wing Christians believe a man did not commit the sexual assaults he bragged about committing on tape because he came out and told them his accusers were too ugly to grope. That's where religion's at now. Welcome to Sanity Cast. Welcome to Sanity Cast. I'm John saying I am old enough to remember presidents who do believe scientists, but don't believe dictators. This is the podcast about staying sane in the time when the Christians elect Caligula. Because depression is a disease, negativity is a habit, Hannity is the opposite of sanity, and we are all in this together, which means despair is privilege. You don't get to do it. Get out, get sane, get back in the game. Don't let them gaslight you. Don't let them Merrick Garland you. Don't let them Corey Lewandowski you. Don't let them Swift Boat, Berther, Benghazi, or email gate you. They want you to despair and give up. We're not going to do that, and we're going to stay sane and nice in the process. A um, couple things really quick. It's been a long time since the last one, like two weeks. I'm very sorry. Uh, I've been really, really busy, and i got to tell you, I'm, I'm, I've had a lot of fun. I've been on the road a lot. Uh, we've been going through some big stuff uh, at SiriusXM. It'll be announced soon. It's so okay news, um, but it's been very, very busy over here, so I apologize. I know that my record has been spotty on getting the podcast out for a couple of weeks. Uh, very soon, it will be very easy to get these done um, twice a week. So I'm thrilled about that. I've also had a great busy month. I was in Los Angeles. I got to headline um, Public Citizens annual stand-up for Main Street event at the Writers Guild Theater, which was incredible. Like Larry Miller, Rondell Sheridan, Christelle Alonzo, great comedians. I, I got to close that. Um, then I took part in a reading at the Saban Theater in Los Angeles of the Mueller report. And let me tell you, that was crazy. A live reading, a very funny stage reading of the Mueller report, um, hosted by uh, uh, Billy Porter, who just won an Emmy, um, narrated by Larry David. Deborah Messing played Donald Trump, and the cast was just crazy. I mean, uh, uh, Ernie Hudson was in this show. Paul Reiser was in this show. Um, I got to play both uh, Michael Cohen and Rob Porter, so my inner douchebag got a workout. We've also been really busy at SiriusXM. Julie Andrews just came on our big show. Um, uh, Carly Simon was just on it. Lots of big guests coming up. So uh, I've been really crazy busy. That's going to end soon, um, come the next month. And so welcome back to SanityCast. This episode, this episode is brought to you by toxic adolescent male in a DUI's proud boy body, Matt Gates. Yes, Matt Gates, the bad guy in every John Hughes movie. 
the Matt Gates, that petulant frat guy from the dorm party who won't stop loudly debating in the corner that healthcare is a privilege, not a right. And hours later, he's still there in his paisley shirt, drunkenly weeping about how girls don't like him. And you realize you hate your roommate for inviting this dude. And then he pukes on your bed. That's Matt Gates. He's the guy women in the bar know. Oh, cover your drinks around this guy. Um, he's the sponsor. He comes later in the show. This is sort of um, our tribute to October. October is a beautiful month. It is uh, my favorite eighth month that's actually the 10th month. And uh, this is sort of a couple of weeks in review edition. This was the month where Ellen got too friendly. This was the month where the president brought us Slaughtergate. I mean, it's been a crazy couple of weeks, I know. I'm going to try in this show to run through the last two weeks as rapidly as I can, because there's a lot of stuff they put out there to make us think we're crazy, we're not. From the Ukraine story, the Biden, the Kurds, uh, the Doral G7, Trump finally, Trump finds a G spot and he loses it. Mick Mulvaney flipping like a crack house mattress. In a couple of days, the president managed to weaken America's standing in the world. He completely bolstered Assad's brutal regime, totally strengthened Russia strengthened ISIS, let ISIS fighters escape, goofily said that they're all going off to Europe, further alienating our allies. Matt Gates and a bunch of Proud Boys stormed into an SCIF to shut down an investigation. Matt Whitaker, the ShamWow dude who was briefly head of the Department of Justice, said abuse of power is not a crime. Trump's lawyer literally arguing he can't be investigated for shooting somebody. This is exactly how the party of the rule of law currently at regards the rule of law. This is a couple of weeks where we saw Trump's own businesses removing Trump branding from the ice skating rinks in Central Park, where 28 percent of white evangelicals now say Trump should be impeached and removed. And 100 percent of the Christians who like Trump aren't actually Christian. This is a time of what the fuck fatigue, brothers and sisters. We have transitioned from the president who said, I am not a crook to a president who says a crook is not a crook. On the light side, the month began with Jimmy Carter turning 95 years old. Did you know that Jimmy Carter was the guy who signed the Refugee Act of 1980, establishing the U.S. Refugee Resettlement Program? One more reason to like him. He's a Nobel Peace Prize winning peacemaker who didn't dodge military service. He works with his hands. He serves the poor. He got rid of his businesses when he became president, created more jobs per year than Reagan and G.W. Bush combined, and he's still with his first wife. Or as Trump calls it, loser. Let's get into it. Part one, impeachment. In an eight-page letter sent to congressional leaders, the White House made clear uh, that they have no plans to cooperate with the impeachment inquiry the House Democrats have launched. They're trying to say it's invalid because the Democrats haven't taken a vote. It's not. It's in the Constitution. They can do it. The main thing you need to know about every argument you're going to hear from the White House is ignore it. They're trying to control the narrative. This is not about the whistleblower. This is not about Schiff. Ignore the tantrums. If you've raised a toddler like me, you know what I'm talking about. What matters here is that the president blackmailed a foreign leader. Okay, that's what it's about. Crimes are not protected by executive privilege. You can talk to Nixon about that. And a real crime did take place. When you have your right-wing loved one who has the bald eagle wallpaper fetish or who really hasn't mastered that your, your thing yet, the point you fall back on is the president blackmailed a foreign leader to interfere in our elections. He blackmailed a foreign leader into undermining the democratic system 
Into investigating one of his rivals, into lying with a cooked up story, he threatened to execute a whistleblower and he has now threatened civil war. Article three of impeachment against Richard Nixon was based on the idea he failed to comply with subpoenas of Congress. This is a quote. Congress was going through its oversight function to provide oversight to the president. When asked for information, Richard Nixon chose not to comply. And the Congress back at that time said, you're taking impeachment away from us. You're becoming the judge and jury. It's not your job to tell us what we need. This is a good quote. It's your job to comply with the things we need to provide oversight over you. This is it. Who said this? The day Richard Nixon failed to answer that subpoena is the day that he was subject to impeachment because he took the power of Congress away from Congress and became the judge and jury. Oh, here's who said that quote. Senator Lindsey Graham about a different president. So remember, every time you watch the news and they have Lindsey Graham on as a distinguished elder statesman, the news you're watching is crap because Lindsey Graham complaining about flimsy impeachment is like Linda Tripp calling you a shitty friend. And this is, by the way, in defense of Donald Trump, who Lindsey Graham in 2016 called racist and a wacko. Now, look, uh, will Trump be impeached? Yes. Will he be removed? Probably not. Could he be reelected? He's already going to be the first president to ever be impeached and then seek reelection after it. And yeah, I think he could be. I think he could easily be reelected. We keep comparing this election to 2016, but uh, I'm looking at 2004 quite a bit on this one. Uh, There's two things that could happen to Trump that are the worst things possible. The worst thing that could happen to Trump is uh, a stroke. That's one of the worst things could happen to anybody. And I don't wish that on him at all. But the second worst thing that could happen to Trump is a second term because then he will own this economy. He will not be able to take credit for Barack Obama economic trends once he has reversed them. And that's what we're facing, brothers and sisters. He could resign now, he could resign during the second term, or he could lose the election and resign and have President Pence pardon him during President Pence's historically brief tenure. But it's the beginning of the end. This is the great unraveling. We've heard about the tipping point before. All I'm going to say is, I'm not going to say any of this ends with him not being reelected, but this is the beginning of the end. You're allowed to relax a little bit. There's no way this ends well for him. The White House confirmed the whistleblower told the truth. Okay, don't stop telling people that the White House confirmed it. So they released the transcript, which means there's people around him who are really trying to get him fired. Mike Pompeo acted like he didn't know anything about this conversation. Then we found out he was on the phone. Okay, you got that? Hillary Clinton testified for 11 hours. Mike Pompeo refused a subpoena and tried to cover up being on a phone call that 40 other people knew he was on. I mean, literally, we have the smoking gun and they gave it to us. Donald Trump is the first billionaire to pay for sex who also becomes his own deep throat. And that's their whole plan. Discredit everything. Get one third of the population to discredit the charges because a crime isn't actually a crime. Discredit Schiff and the whistleblower and the media. None of it matters, but it does. Because the sooner the impeachment, the smaller our apology to future generations. And you know this. They're all going to write books. Everyone in this cabinet, how they felt a patriotic duty to stay in that office and control this madman somehow. We didn't like what he was doing, but we were principled conservatives and we knew if we left... He could bring in Scott Bayo or someone worse. So we stayed there. You're going to hear a lot of this. Let me tell you something. Everyone who resigns on principle from this administration is somebody who didn't resign after Helsinki. 
when Vladimir Putin made Donald Trump wear a leather ball gag and a collar and go on stage and announce, my name is Reek. Democrats have to toughen up. They got to go to court now and compel the subpoenas. Trump thinks that he can blow off subpoenas and eventually Kavanaugh and Gorsuch will be his ringers on the court. Kavanaugh would be. Gorsuch, uh uh-uh. I think Gorsuch and Chief Justice Roberts would be kind of turned off by all of this. They're evil, but they also care about their place in history. Meanwhile, Trump is going to be looting his campaign fund to pay for lawyers, and the lawyers know this, and they're going to all slow it down, billable hours, people, and then they'll claim it shouldn't happen during an election now. Listen, the House shall have sole power of impeachment. The Senate shall have sole power of removal. He's going to be impeached. The DOJ is arguing that Trump can't be impeached. His own attorneys are arguing before U.S. Chief uh, Chief U.S. District Judge Beryl Howell uh, that Watergate was wrongly decided. Here's the deal, folks. We know about the whistleblower because so many people in the government reported it. Now, this this it's 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 not a constitutional crisis yet. That's a crisis that the Constitution can't resolve. Like when he obstructs the Supreme Court and Gorsuch and Robert vote with the liberals and he loses and still will comply, then it's a crisis. Okay, he's already lost another key court decision to keep House Democrats from seeing his financial records with the U.S. Court of Appeals. It's going really badly for him. Whoever you are, however tough your life is, your life is going better than Donald Trump's. Now they know this and they're going to try and relitigate the 2016 election and go after the Mueller investigation itself. This is my favorite. Mueller was appointed to investigate Russian interference in our election. The report confirmed Russia interfered. Trump did nothing. Mueller provided 10 impeachable counts of obstruction of justice, and Democrats did nothing. Donald Trump was let off the hook. They could have impeached him for all 10 counts. And now he's not content with that. He's going to go and try and distract from the actual impeachment by putting the special prosecutor itself on trial. House Republicans get in the middle of all this again. It's all about deflection. So they stormed SEIF to stop the obstruction of justice investigation by literally obstructing justice. These white male cowards who are so afraid of being called human scum by the host of Celebrity Apprentice, and they're trying to show Donald Trump how loyal they are. The problem is when Donald Trump says loyalty, what he means is obedience. This is why aliens are not going to ever come here and give us warp drive. They're trying to say, oh, these secret hearings, these secret hearings that Democrats don't want you to know about. Dude, Judge Napolitano owned these people on Fox News. The preliminary hearings were always private, just like they were for all the gazillion Benghazi hearings. Okay, this was done by John Boehner and the Republicans in 2015. It's not going to go well for Trump. Every day they throw up one counter argument. The whistleblower is not credible. Uh, The hearings are secret. And every day it gets knocked down. John Kasich finally came out and said the president should be impeached because John Kasich is not afraid of a mean tweet. But again, we've gone from there was no crime to, uh, well, I did it, but it wasn't a crime to, okay, it was a crime, but uh, everyone does it. Uh, The whistleblower did a real crime. It's not a crime if the president does it. And well, it's a crime, but everyone does it. And next squirrel. There's going to be a lot of squirrels coming our way. Jim Jordan is one of these people. He's going out there trying to discredit the whistleblower still. And again, it's not just one whistleblower. It was the multiple White House insiders who were on the call the whole time. Those are the whistleblowers. The White House released a transcript that proved it was correct. Okay, there were no nothing the whistleblower reported was disproven by the transcript. Donald Trump is never going to reward you for being loyal. Jim Jordan, and you let boys be molested. Um, Sorry. Anyway, here's the deal. A happy lining to all of this and a bit of irony. 
Remember last summer when Robert Mueller finally gave his uh, his testimony before Congress and he wasn't exactly ready to host the Oscars? Remember when all the pundits couldn't get over how terrible his TV skills were? My God, he's a terrible prompter reader, doesn't know his lines, hit your mark. Well, I'd never hire this guy to host a pageant show. Well, here's the deal. Yeah, Mueller sucked on camera. And you know what? That gave Trump a real swelled head. In the beginning of the call with President Zelensky of Ukraine, Trump is boasting over how bad a job Mueller did. And that's why this kind of smugness and lack of awareness is so important. Because if Mueller hadn't been so shaky in a July 24th testimony to Congress, Trump wouldn't have been so cocky in a July 25th phone call to Ukraine. Remember, a guarded shaky Mueller makes a reckless cocky Trump. All right, they asked me to, to, to share my experience with um, eye puffiness under the eyes, and, and it's, it's, it's tragic because I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, I don't have eye bags. I have like Mario Cuomo level saddlebags. Like I have luggage. Like the bags under my eyes are so big, they, they get cable. And, and, you know, you've heard about remedies over the years uh, from hemorrhoid cream. Uh, I did it wrong too. I won't explain, but they're not letting me back. Um, in CVS ever again. Uh, tea bags, cucumbers, and you know, they don't really work. Well, that's why I was excited to learn about Plexiderm because uh, Plexiderm, you know, it works, but not taking days or weeks. It's a clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates under eye bags and wrinkles from view in like minutes. Okay. The science behind Plexiderm is incredible. There are clinical studies to back it up. And if you find yourself looking older and tired because of crow's feet or wrinkles or under eye bags, you can look younger in just minutes with plexiderm don't take my word for it i'm just a disembodied voice see for yourself watch a real video with real people and see how fast crow's feet and wrinkles and under eye bags disappear the results are backed up by plexiderm's 30-day satisfaction guarantee which means a lot to me go to triplexiderm.com and use the coupon code sexy liberal for a discount that's triplexiderm.com use the code sexy liberal or call 1-800-685- 1292 and mention sexy liberal check it out try plexiderm see what it does for your under eye bags and again if you're not satisfied they do have a 30-day guarantee what have you got to lose besides looking like mario cuomo and me Welcome back. Let's clear up everything that's happened in the last couple of weeks because did you know that donald trump literally owns a hotel three blocks from the white house where foreign and corporate interests get to pay him money every day and pour money into his pockets to try to make him happy. Whew, we better investigate Hunter Biden. Uh, Also, what's happened in the last couple of weeks of October, the Afghan war turned 18 years old, which means there are no children alive when America has not been at war. No child has ever been, no child that's a child now has ever been alive for a day when our country has not been at war. This is the longest running U.S. socialist jobs program in the Middle East, and the war is now old enough to enlist and fight in itself. The Afghan war is kind of like a reality show that uh, everybody hates, nobody watches, it costs way too much, and it keeps on getting renewed. We'll see what happens. Also, Fox uh, News turned 23 this week, and that's a little bit too old for Donald Trump. Do you like something younger, like OAN? And uh, my prediction, which I stole from Bob Seska, is that uh, when he leaves office, he will buy OAN. It will be the Trump News Network. Um, also, this has really been an interesting time uh, when we've learned that what real leaders do. Real leaders pull out and let dictators do whatever he wants to our allies. Uh, 
I got to talk a little bit about the Kurds because Trump, who didn't help with Vietnam, just signed off on mass slaughter because the Kurds' great-grandparents didn't help with Normandy. That's it. This guy's been strong-armed or leveraged into something. But what has happened with the Kurds has been so strong that it actually makes some Republicans cut him loose. Again, what was it that made the Republicans cut him loose? Uh, leaving a war too early and not shipping weapons to another war. If you're keeping moral score at home. So here's the history of the, the Kurds in my life. Um, Saddam Hussein gassed the Kurds. And Democrats wanted to sanction Saddam Hussein and call him a terrorist. But Reagan kept arming him. Fuck you, Kurds. Bush Sr. sent our troops to war to restore the dictator of Kuwait, where women are legal property, uh, because freedom. And then Bush promised we'd support the Kurds if they fought Saddam. And they rose up to fight him. And Bush said, see ya, and let them be slaughtered. Fuck you, Kurds. Uh, Donald Trump took credit for defeating ISIS, when in reality, it was the Kurds who did most of the fighting in Syria to defeat ISIS. Because, fuck you, Kurds, now he's pulling out of Syria so they can be slaughtered by Turkey. And by the way, he did this on Vladimir Putin's birthday. So here's the deal. Mr. President, you don't get to abandon U.S. military allies. They're not contractors or bondholders or online university students or wives. You don't get to walk away because you want to and it feels good. Uh, They asked him about Turkey's ethnic cleansing campaign against the Kurds sanctioned by your taxes and mine. Trump said sometimes you have to let them fight like two kids in a lot. That's what he said. You have to let them fight like two kids in a lot. Except it's not two kids, Mr. Trump. One of them is a kid that you promised to take care of. And the other kid is actually Roman Polanski, and he's got a gun and a shovel. You understand? Finally, Trump did a tweet saying he was bringing the troops home. He's not, unless home is Iraq. There's so many lies attached to this. But I'll tell you one thing, liberals. Y'all got to sit down and stop saying this man hasn't grown as president. He has grown. He's grown from lying about Obama starting ISIS to lying about him stopping ISIS to signing off on killing the people who did stop ISIS. That's why I call it Slaughtergate. Also, the CBO estimated that the fiscal year 2019 budget deficit was almost $1 trillion just for the year. It's up 50% since Trump took office. Barack Obama, say what you want, not liberal enough, but he cut the deficit in half. Trump has doubled it. So congratulations, MAGA guys. He really is running America like one of his own businesses. Also, for the first time in history, American billionaires paid a lower tax rate than the working class last year. And that's not an accident. Meanwhile, the Democratic debates go on. It's sort of like moderate alternative to Biden idol. It seems like you've got Bernie and Liz Warren over here. And then you've got everyone over here who's saying, "Okay, the two lefties aren't going to win it. uh, And Biden's too old. So we're all going to audition to be uh, a more electable Biden. And Biden, you know, I mean... He's the only one on this stage to answer every question with, I'm the only one on this stage. And I watched that last debate. It dragged on like one of Trump's marriages. Three hours, no questions about climate change, uh, practically nothing about immigration or kids and the family separation program, which is now, uh, I understand, separated 5,000 children stolen from their parents. Steve Schmidt, he's back from a coffee break, literally. Um, And Trump tried to do the G7. He found his G spot and lost it. Uh, You know, here's the deal. Like, like, so Trump giving a no bid contract to himself, we agree is bad. But Cheney giving many no bid contracts to his own company for a war he's starting in a few months. That's still Cheney-rific. That's freedom. 
Finally, the State Department uh, probe of the Clinton emails found no deliberate mishandling of classified information. And I'm sure they'll apologize for spreading that smear, just like they apologized for being wrong about WMDs and the lies about the death panels and the lies about Obama's birth certificate and the way they exploited the Benghazi murders for votes after they already cleared the administration. They'll, they'll get right on that apology. Also, Sally Mae executives flew 100 employees to Hawaii to celebrate $5 billion in student loan debt. This is so evil, Satan's going to have to add on a double wide. Um, and they told Trump about it, uh, but he didn't really understand. So they had to explain what student loan debt is. <sighs> Oh, finally, listen, the Democratic Civil War. This is a different one. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard. I, I, I got in trouble because I said something critical about Tulsi and something nice about Tulsi on the same day. I don't know why Hillary Clinton decided to wade into the debate this way and call her indirectly uh, a Russian asset, which is not the same as calling her an agent. But uh, there's a right way to handle it and a wrong way to handle it. I think Tulsi should have said, I respect Secretary Clinton's service. We disagree on many issues, but she is compassionate and cares about the American people, as I do. My campaign is focused on the middle class and bringing back jobs and health care, and I deny these charges categorically and will not run as a third party. She could have done that, and she would look bigger than Hillary. Instead, Hillary Clinton's a warmonger. Meanwhile, you know, she has to go pick up Assad's dry cleaning. I like Tulsi Gabbard. I do. But I also have problems with a lot of these allegations out of her as much as I have problems with the allegations towards her. Um, Who did Tulsi Gabbard vote for in 2016? Did she vote for a warmonger? And what wars did Hillary Clinton start? I'm kind of going through it. Hillary Clinton paid a price for supporting the Iraq invasion. Um, She didn't become president in 2008 for it, and she has apologized for it. She said she was wrong. That's more than most people. But she didn't vote to start a war, okay? Only Congress can declare war. We haven't legally done that since 1941. She voted to give Bush authorization if the inspections failed and the sanctions failed. And of course, Bush, being the worst president of our lifetime, didn't wait. Um, Also, why did Tulsi just go right to Tucker Carlson's show. Like, this happens the same week David Duke endorses you, and you go running to Tucker Carlson? Uh, I'm not saying that Democrats shouldn't go on Fox News. They should, but Tulsi goes on Fox a lot, and I'm wondering what Democratic primary voters are she trying to reach? And, And again, why not just condemn Putin and vow not to run third party to prove Hillary wrong? So, look, uh, Representative Gabbard has a right to run, and I'm glad. I'm, I'm sorry, actually, she's quitting uh, the Congress. But every time you call Hillary Clinton the queen of warmongers, uh, Condoleezza Rice gets an all-new respectable university gig. Finally, I know I said finally like nine times, but this Katie Hill revenge porn story, it's ugly. Um, I'm just going to say this. Me Too, that was about consent. Katie Hill had consent. Donald Trump did not have consent. When he grabbed 20 plus women the way he brags he does but trump supporters don't consider sexual assault to be a deal breaker and katie hill welcomes the investigation and she said she will cooperate again trump not so much so a few subtle differences okay what katie hill did was wrong but she brought a lover in and hired her lover and gave her lover a job under her she never hit on a subordinate she never abused her power to start a relationship with an underling she hired her lover that is against the ethics rules. She has said she will cooperate with an ethics investigation. What more do you want? She apologized. She's cooperating. She never hit on a subordinate and she had consent. And the people who are most upset about this are the people who support a predator who sexually assaults women and then brags about it.
rounding out the beautiful month of October 2019, um, Ellen Generous, really quick, lover, pioneer, great comic, great broadcaster, great actor, great voiceover actor. She's always been nice to me. Uh, but Ellen, like the people who defend Columbus, you need better friends. I'm glad you were kind to George W. Bush. You didn't have to sit next to him at a football game and be photographed and chuckle and laugh and goof and clown around. Um, Always be kind, yes. Always be polite. I'd be polite to George Bush. I'd be very nice to him. If George Bush, who I do believe needs to be in prison for war crimes, if George Bush needed a kidney, I would fly to whatever prison The Hague had him locked up in and give him a kidney, okay? But here's the deal. You don't need to normalize him. Don't normalize him. Ellen, the worst thing about Trump is that he normalized W. And the worst thing about W was that he normalized his dad. We never normalized Nixon. We kept him a ghoul all the way to the end. But they didn't normalize Reagan. And if we start to normalize George W. Bush, we are so going to let them normalize Donald Trump, which means Kid Rock will be president. Ellen, I love you, but don't you remember what it was like? Remember how in 2004... George W. Bush and Karl Rove staked the entire re-election campaign domestically. Uh, not so much on terrorism. It was terrorism in 02. What was the issue they used to scare people back in 2004? Oh, yeah, that's it. A threat to traditional marriage. Traditional marriage is under attack by gay activists who want to rewrite the rules of marriage. Remember that, Ellen? That was George Bush. He said those words in speeches. So did Karl Rove. They ran on it. But hey, forgiveness is important. I admire it. But let me ask you, Ellen, what did you get out of it? A good time with a dry drunk? Did he show you some pictures? What a theme my puppy I painted? What did you get out of it, Ellen? Because when Bono got together with George W. Bush, um, the other guys in U2 were mad, but Bono got on the triple eights funding to Africa. Trump was really nice to Kim Jong-un. He got nothing for it. Nothing. I think I know what you might have gotten out of it, Ellen, and it's kind of depressing. I understand this is a time when America's really divided, and that was an olive branch to conservative folks. Red state people who uh, really don't like people who don't like Trump. And I know you probably wouldn't sit with him and break bread, but that Bush thing, I don't know. I, it seemed like a marketing ploy. I could be wrong. Again, Ellen's a queen. She's a pioneer. She's a great comic. I would do anything for her. And I hope the rating points from the demo you're chasing are really worth it. Be nice to George Bush. Never normalize him, please. Finally, Columbus Day. Yes, I know it's way past Columbus Day. This outrage is like six outrages ago. I get it. And I told them I wanted to talk about Columbus Day. And they said, well, you should do that before Columbus Day is over. But like Columbus, I'm terrible with directions. Um, I didn't even know Columbus Day was here. So I've decided I discovered it. But Columbus Day is a national holiday where we honor a man who killed more innocent people in the name of religion than ISIS on their best day. And arguing about Columbus Day with someone who doesn't mind what Columbus did is like arguing about the Confederate flag with someone. You're superior to the horrible people you're defending. And why do you go to the wall for someone who is your moral inferior? Columbus said, let us in the name of the Holy Trinity go on sending all the slaves that can be sold. Columbus Day is when people who think immigrants are thieves and rapists and murderers get to celebrate an immigrant who thieved, raped, and murdered, okay? It's a day when we honor a guy uh, who got lost, lost one of his ships, killed and enslaved tons of people. Well, they'll say you're being anti-Italian. 
this is okay let's shut this down it's not anti-italian to not want to honor a really shitty italian first of all it was spain's money spain's boats it was a spanish voyage it had an italian captain secondly uh, the vikings were here before then thirdly uh the first nations people were here before then there's nothing anti-italian about it you want to make a holiday for sinatra i'll be right there man make it for have, have frank sinatra day i will get i will campaign with you for that yes what do you want you want your Italian Americans, you're you're beautiful. You're the ones I learned about love from. America is literally named after an Italian, and some of y'all still want the Italian holiday. Y'all just greedy. There's no day off for Irish people. Oh, but here's another Columbus quote. Uh, if you're going to defend him, these people are very unskilled in arms. With 50 men, they could all be subjected and made to do all that one wished. Um, I think maybe what you do, October 12th is Dick Gregory's birthday. Make it Dick Gregory Day. Just ditch Columbus Day. Honor Dick Gregory. No? Okay. Resistance. Well, you know, one of the arguments you'll hear, um, Michael Knowles, uh, who's a radio personality on the right, uh, he went after this saying, uh, well, the Aztecs slaughtered 80,000 people before Columbus ever got here. The Aztecs are just as bad. I'm like... Dude, we don't have a federal holiday honoring the Aztecs who slaughtered 80,000 people. Columbus literally sold nine-year-old girls into sex slavery. This is documented. I do not expect grabbing by the pussy Christians to care. But this is how it goes. So what we got to do is just have the two days. Have Columbus Day and Indigenous Peoples Day and make them on the same day. The next smart Democratic president will do this. Declare a national holiday the same day as another national holiday. And everyone can still take off work and they will celebrate whichever holiday they want to observe which means as time goes by morally we'll all get to know who's who but yeah but some indigenous people they slaved and enslaved and murdered and they mutilated and they raped and they sold kids into sex slavery yeah well so that's why you're comfortable with columbus raping and enslaving and selling nine-year-old girls to sex slavery this is grabbing by the pussy christians friends they got to be fought they got to be resisted it does not mean you hate italian americans if you don't want to celebrate this guy have explorers day do that get vasco da gama in there all kinds of italians they were the bomb here's one thing to remember though when you get down uh, it's not anti-Christian either. In fact, Columbus is as anti-Christian as it gets. But the first European act of protest in the Americas, the first act of protest, the first resistance by a white person was a Catholic priest on Columbus's boat, Father Bartolomeo de las Casas, who wrote back to the queen and called out the genocide of Columbus and his minions. Never forget, it was a Christian who called out the horror while another Christian committed it. Okay, uh, Inspiration Nation. Listen, uh, John Lennon turned 79 years old this month, and Ringo Starr released a cover of John's Grow Old With Me. It's lovely, and Paul sings some harmonies on it. And I'm pretty sure, I could be wrong, you'll correct me if I am, I think it's the first time any of the Beatles have officially released a studio cover of another Beatle. So um, check it out, but really, here's your Beatle Inspiration Nation for the month. Do yourself a favor and get a hold of the new expanded 50-year anniversary edition of Abbey Road. It is wonderful. When the Beatles put out the anthology series a couple years ago, I thought, well, that's it, man. They can't scrape the bottom of the barrel anymore. I was so wrong. The Sgt. Pepper re-release in 2017 for 50 years was stunning. The White Album one last year, I still haven't finished listening to it. There's so much stuff. And this Abbey Road release, oh, mama. One album is the album remastered. The other two are all outtakes. It's gorgeous. You will hear how they had these ideas for songs and how it took a long time to turn a good idea into a masterpiece. 
if you're a creative person, if you're struggling and trying to put things together and it just seems like there's too many pieces in life or in a project that'll ever fit, listen to what the Beatles did. Listen to Abbey Road, the new three disc 50 year edition. It will inspire you. I got lots of gigs coming up and I hope you'll uh, come on around the big one. If you're in Connecticut, Friday, November 1st, I'm going to be co-headlining with TV's Frank, star Mystery Science Theater 3000, Frank Conniff in Connecticut, in uh, Collinsville, Connecticut at Bridge Street Live. Come on down. It's going to be a hell of a show on our Unstable Geniuses Tour. Other gigs, you can go to johnfuglesang.com. Send me your letters and emails and threats and promises of glory at johnfuglesang.com and check out our online shop there as well. All kinds of whimsy and resistance swag and finally I'm, I'm gonna leave you with this um, the best part of my October was uh, going to my little ones uh, public school for their um, Hispanic Heritage Month show every kid got up there and kind of sang a Selena song um, my child announced that Selena had seven number one hits on the Billboard Latin charts I didn't even know I learned that from school but at one point in the middle of it um, this woman in front of me stood up to get a picture and I wanted to yell and say sit down and then I realized what I was looking at. She was Muslim and a hijab. And she was taking a picture of the African-American music teacher conducting her Muslim son's Hispanic Heritage Month show. And that's why I love sending my kid to public school in New York City and seeing a Muslim mom photographing an African-American music teacher for her kid's Hispanic Heritage Month show is why I say, fuck you, Mr. Trump. America's already great. Thank you for listening. This was a long one. We'll get back on the horse soon on a regular schedule. Thanks to everyone at, Siri, at, uh, at Sirius XM. Thanks to, yeah, right? Thanks to everybody at the Sexy Liberal Podcasting Network. Please subscribe to all the great shows there. Special thanks to Sean Comiskey and, uh, of course, the great and talented Chris Lavoie. I hope to see you all very soon at a live show. I'm in Politicon this weekend in Nashville. And remember something, friends. If you can't find somebody with compassion and empathy who looks out for the weaker people among us, and that means you got to be that person. Peace. Hey, this is Frangela, and we host The Final Word with Frangela and Idiot of the Week podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, you'll love our show, where every week we talk about real news, real funny. So come on over and listen to The Final Word with Frangela and find it at sexyliberal.com and on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and everywhere else you get your podcasts.